The Commercial Real Estate Show is an informative radio program for thought-provoking enlightenment. The show, nor the station, host, or guests through the show audio are providing legal, accounting, or other fiduciary advice. For representation to suit your specific requirements, engage an experienced professional familiar with your company, property sector, and market area. For recommendations to professional providers to suit your endeavors, you're invited to contact the host at commercialrealestateshow.com. Enjoy. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. And that's whatever type of company you work with. And laugh, I believe we have to have some fun along the way. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. If you have any questions or comments related to this show or about any commercial real estate related endeavors, we do appreciate hearing from you. You can reach us through smoke signals, carrier pigeon, or magic carpet. <laughs> That's right. Well, our phone number, email, brainwaves, and social media contacts are all available for you at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, our topic today is mailbox money. You know, you, you walk out to the mailbox once a month and on the first day of the month, and you get a nice check. And you don't have to do anything, right? And it's not from Obama. Don't get me wrong there. This is not Obama money. It's the single-tenant net lease investment market. It's been called mailbox money because typically the tenants pay all property operating expenses and perform all the property the management. The investor on a true triple net lease property may just get a check once a month. Well, let's get a closer look at the single tenant market. Please welcome my first guest, Jeff Linden, Vice President of Acquisitions, Agri Realty Corporation, a fully integrated, self-administered, and self-managed REIT focused on the development and acquisition of single tenant net lease retail properties throughout the U.S. Their portfolio consists of 128 assets in 33 states, containing approximately 3.8 million square feet. Agri is traded on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol ADC. Jeff Linden, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks, Michael. It's good to be here. Well, we appreciate uh, you being on today. And uh, you know, one of the questions on the mind of investors in commercial real estate in general, and I think maybe more so in the single tenant uh, net lease market, are how rising interest rates could affect the uh, values and cap rates in, in the net lease space. What do you see there, Jeff? Uh, it's a good question. Um, you know, first of all, rising interest rates definitely aff- affect the carrier pigeon market heavily. <laughs> so I apologize if that's making your show more difficult. But um, you know, we've done a lot of homework on this, and uh, uh, without pontificating on our own personal opinions, you know, aggregating information from SELSA analysts and from the Fed and everybody else, we think interest rates rising are going to affect the net lease market in, in two ways. There's really two different players in the in the market these days. There's the mega REITs or the multi-billion-dollar REITs, and then there's kind of everybody else. And and the large cap REITs are going to prim- primarily do these large price point transactions, and they're going to be bid up amongst these REITs. And frankly, cap REITs may not be affected too much in those large portfolio transactions because as those guys do those deals, their cost of capital should theoretically come down. But for everybody else, it's a two trillion dollar industry, ninety-five percent of which is owned by a fragmented group of private buyers and, and smaller REITs and trusts and corporate owners themselves. And we think the rise in rates because of the impacts on cost of capital will, will, will trigger a modest increase over the next couple of years in cap rates for all of those one-off buyers and buyers with small portfolios. Uh, there's certainly 
no shortage of information on on the feds and the congressional budget office's predictions on rates as they all sort of seem to be agreeing that over the next 10 years the average u.s. tenure rate should should average about four and a half percent obviously up about two and a half about 200 basis points from where it is today so uh, certainly rates are going to increase and um, and we do think it'll have a a small impact on cap rates going forward so those smaller players that you talk about which which also might be some of our listeners who are, are independent investors buying a single tenant net lease properties or sell them around the country. Do you think the the uh, cap rates on those properties will be affected as as much as that two and a half percent change? I don't think so. Um, I think that there was you know the big big counter argument to the to the point of well rising interest rates doesn't necessarily mean rising cap rates because of the widespread between cap rates and and the nominal cost of capital, but. So I don't necessarily think to see to see cap rates rise two hundred basis points, but because, again, there is some spread built in there. But at the end of the day, the real driver for the increase in cap rates may not necessarily just be cost of capital. It could be the fact that a rising interest rate usually indicates an improving economy. And so other investment classes that would be considered very safe, like net lease, the yields on those safe investments should also rise. And then simultaneously, other investment, real estate investment classes, like multifamily or, or multi-tenant retail, an improving economy is going to increase rental rates and increase occupancy. So in all these other investment options for investors, yields should rise. And so for net lease to, com- to compete, because in net lease we have long-term leases with fixed rental rates. And so we aren't able to monetize an improving economy. So the only way to really keep up with these other investment classes will be for cap rates to rise as well. And I think that, in addition to the, to the rising cost of capital, will, will be the trigger. But I don't necessarily see them going up 200 basis points. Yeah, that's a very interesting way to to look at it. And uh, you know, Jeff, as a publicly traded REIT, uh, Agri Realty is a very prominent player in the net lease space. What has Agri been acquiring, and what are you targeting for acquisitions moving forward? Uh, well, it's a good question because you know we we were kind of uh, below the radar for a few years uh, for for twenty years before we um, really hit the market running in in twenty ten and started acquiring at an active pace. And and since then we've done. Um, over 60 acquisitions for over $230 million across 17 different retail sectors. Um, and we continue to be a, a, a buyer of, of NetLease product across all retail sectors um, and with a variety of lease terms. We've done plenty of short-term deals and long-term deals. In fact, we did a $21 million acquisition of a Sam's Club um, earlier this summer uh, with only five and a half years remaining. And then we did an acquisition 10 days ago of a BJ's Wholesale Club with three and a half years remaining. So and then, of course, we've done lots of long-term deals, like a 15-year LA Fitness that we closed on a few weeks ago. So, it's really across all spectrums um, and across all credit quality. You know, we're primarily we're about 64% investment grade in our portfolio, which is as high as is best in class. Uh, but we'll, we're looking at you know getting into the franchise restaurant space and into other um, non-investment grade, not necessarily non-sub-investment grade rated, but non-rated entities. Um, uh, to continue to diversify and grow the portfolio and, and to drive growth for our shareholders. Okay. We're talking with Jeff Linden, uh, Vice President of Acquisitions with Agri Realty Corporation. And, and, and Jeff, what types of funding and capital are you seeing out there right now in the net lease space? Um, well, access to capital is, 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 is robust. Um, beyond, you know, in the public REIT space, of course, there's the equity markets. Um, and then you have the unsecured debt markets for the larger players. And then the secured debt markets, mortgage financing, the stuff that everybody's familiar with, is readily available. 
Um, I think we talked about rates rising, and, and that's we've seen a little bit of that. Um, but generally speaking, all three typical forms of capital are there. And then um, a, a sort of a new niche hybrid space has kind of cropped up, of which we have been an active player in what we call our Joint Venture Capital Solutions Program, which is um, we will partner with developers, and we can fund all or none or a very small portion of their capital stack, meaning we are kind of a, a single-source funding vehicle for a developer who, let's say he's you know, got a site that he's entitled or working on entitlements, maybe has a lease near execution. Um, we can come in and, and we can fund his land acquisition, fund his all of his construction draws, and then give him a, a forward commitment to take out to, to buy the asset upon completion. Um, sometimes we will actually, he'll assign us his purchase agreement, we'll buy the land and then fund all the draws. So in addition to the, the normal sources of capital, you have these new hybrid uh, hybrid models like ours that have been enormously, enormously successful. And I think the, the, the best component of that, for example, our joint venture program is that developers get to retain, maintain their relationship with those retailers that they covet so dearly and deliver a product on time and on budget. And the, the retailer may or may not know that Agri is even involved. It's, a, it's entirely up to the developer how he wants to manage that relationship but it allows them to get their projects done and then move on to the next if they've got a pipeline. So it works out pretty well. Well, that's a great creative way to, to get into more of these deals. And what are some of the challenges you see to finding these uh, net lease opportunities? You know, it, it's, it's pricing. Um, generally speaking, the net lease market, we, we think there's going to be about $15 billion in new product hitting the market over the next 18 months. So we don't, while the supply is not necessarily as robust as it was in 2006, um, there's plenty of new supply coming on the market, and um, it's high-quality products. I mean, the beauty of NetLease is that the credit is fairly easy to underwrite, typically, if publicly traded firms or, or firms with bond ratings. Um, you have a lease that's very easy to underwrite. It's not like we're underwriting hospitals here with lots of moving parts. Um, and then even the real estate is also very important, but it's not the kind of real estate that takes um, you know, a Ph.D. to fully understand. I think you have to, you have to be very good at the space, understand retail, understand traffic, understand retail synergy, um, backfill candidates, market rents, et cetera. So the underwriting is not the challenge. It's the competition from all the capital chasing net lease deals. Yeah, it's a very popular asset class right now. Well, Jeff Linden, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you being with us. Michael, I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Thank you. And if you like more information from or about Agri Realty, visit agrirealty.com. Well, we have more on the single tenant net lease investment market for you. Stay tuned. We'll have more. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related subjects, check out our on-demand show podcast. For example, last week's show, we talked with top tenant reps from JLL, Colliers, and Cressa about successful tenant strategies for 2014. The week before, we talked with Reese Lead Economist Ryan Severino about their market projections, including how Obamacare and the government shutdown could affect the economy jobs, and commercial real estate. 
And be sure to check out the show featuring the Fed's view on commercial real estate. That show is also now on YouTube. There are lots of interesting shows to choose from. Grab your phone, tablet, or computer and visit iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today, our subject of our show is mailbox money, or uh, as Rocky and Bullwinkle used to do, you know, two, two subjects, uh, or single-tenant net lease investment market. Uh, please welcome our uh, guest on the phone here, Karen Hutton, CEO of the Hutton Company. With a rich history in commercial leasing and, and family roots in development, Karen founded the Hutton Company in 1994, and they have been busy. Uh, with more than 175 owned and managed developments and over 700 freestanding locations delivered. They work in 35 states. They deliver about 40 developments a year. Karen, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. Also, please welcome Sherry Strom, VP, National Net Lease Investment Group at Bull Realty. Sherry and her team focus on assisting clients with the acquisition and disposition of single-tenant net lease investment properties. The National Net Lease Investment Group is a division of Bull Realty, a U.S. commercial real estate sales and advisory firm headquartered in Atlanta. Sherry, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. And ladies, uh, I'd like to get started with a a basic question that may be on the mind of of some investors around the country. What is it about single-tenant net lease investment properties that is so appealing? Well, Michael, from my perspective, that's typically what the Hutton Company does, and that's Mm -hmm our main 90% of the work that we do is single-tenant net leases. We've developed 750 over the, over the course of 14 years, and it's just amazing at the difference in where the cap rates are moving and where the interest is from the investment. Uh, we do double-net leases, and we also do triple-net leases. And today, there's just not the product out there with the last seven years, the way the economy is, has handled the downturn in the economy and what developments took place and didn't take place. There were a few opportunities out there that were growing. It just happened to be one of the segments that the Hutton Company was located in, which was discount, auto parts, dollar stores. And that's what we've been so heavily engrossed in is developing those freestanding tenants throughout the country. Yeah, it sure has been a hot market, hasn't it, Sherry? Yes, it has. And what is it about the net lease investment properties that that your buyers and your clients uh, see so interesting as opposed to other investment alternatives? What we see mostly is uh, people are looking for wealth preservation. Um, they can get higher returns on these net lease properties than they can from their banks. Um, you know, they're looking for a long-term investment, like you said, mailbox money, uh, with minimal landlord responsibilities. Yeah, okay. And they're considered very safe, right? I mean, the default rate on these national credit single tenants is, is very low, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. And, and Karen, you talked about the development world. You, you've been in it for a while. What has changed about single-tenant net lease development over the last few years for you? People are starting to recognize it. You know, mm-hmm. we've been developing family dollar stores for a long time, and it really never was the cool thing to do. And people were out developing a lot of bigger box tenants and would always question me why I didn't diversify and do something else. And, you know, we were always trying to diversify because diversification is great, but we were doing such volume it was hard to keep our initial clients happy. So now you've got these discounters in the in their investment grade that they are, are now ranked a triple B minus that the staying power and the number of stores and the growth and the sales volume these stores are generating has made it very interesting and people are starting to notice um, the retailers. And Karen, what do you see for uh, development 
uh, cycle right now? Are you seeing more more tenants and more properties develop? Uh, what are you seeing? Yeah, the single tenant it seems like the, the 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 national retailers that are growing are growing by leaps and bounds. And I'm talking about you know AutoZone, O'Reilly, Advance Auto, um, Pet Boys. I'm talking about Family Dollar, Dollar General. Um, those discounters. I mean, each one of those. When we do a volume this year, we'll do. We have 100 approvals this year, and last year we had 70 approvals. The year before we had probably had 40 approvals, and we're going to turn over 80 plus developments this year. And they're all um, um, a ranking of the top tenants I just mentioned. Right, and you're talking about a lot of necessity retail there, and I think that's what one of the things that makes this market uh, so safe and sought after is that uh, people believe, and I guess that it's shown that through a downturn, uh, these retailers still do well. And and what about sales velocity and investor interest? Uh, what do you see there? Is that declining or improving? What do you see, Sherry? Um, I've seen just what Karen was talking about in the dollar stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, that velocity over the past 12 months has jumped about 23%. Uh, so a lot of activity in the dollar stores. Drug stores uh, have climbed about 10%. And uh, we've seen the QSRs, the quick service restaurants, um, Investors highly, really looking for uh, corporate locations, but that velocity is up about forty percent over last year. Okay, and corporate locations—you mean corporate guarantee versus uh, the franchise uh, Z? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. And when and of these stores and these these types of tenants, uh, Sherry, what's most popular? What what are people really looking for? Lately, we've been getting um, people like obviously the they like the credit tenants that. Um, you know, the, the ones that Karen just mentioned, the dollar stores. But they're also looking for location. Um, you know, some of these buyers are what we call real estate buyers. They, they don't care. You know, they want good real estate. Um, a lot of them like the long-term triple net leases versus double net leases uh, is, is very popular. And on the, the, the restaurant side, people are really looking for rent increases throughout the term of the lease. Right. And uh, Karen, what do you see for for brands? Are there certain uh, brands or companies that uh, you get more interest from uh, from a, from a buyer standpoint? You know, because our portfolio is kind of is narrow. It's not like Sherry's portfolio where she's looking at a lot of different tenants. You know, we specifically are doing uh, the dollar stores and the auto parts stores. We also have small regional shopping centers that we're doing. Um, we just are finishing up a belt department store. Uh, with with uh, other credit tenants within that center, and the interest in that is very high as well. So it's a well-leased center. It's 100% leased, and it's got a great ground lease. It's got great tenants that people can identify with, and those are getting a lot of attention as well. Okay, and we've talked about credit tenants, and most of our listeners will know what we're talking about, but for the some, a few that do not, uh, Sherry, what is the definition of a credit tenant and, and a non-credit tenant, if you will? Um, it typically depends on their their uh, credit rating from Standard and Poor's or Moody's. Um, there's different levels. There's investment grade, which is a, a B minus, triple B minus, uh, or higher, um, and those would be the CVS, the Walgreens, the Dollar Generals, O'Reilly's, those type. Um, and then the ones below that, um, you know, may, maybe not rated, but it could be like a Tractor Supply. Uh, a good national tenants uh, that are you know across the country. Okay, and I think that's what most people think of when they think about the single tenant net lease market. It is these investment grade tenants uh, that are national tenants. They're 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 well known, but there's also 
non-credit tenants and there's local tenants. So there's also single tenant net lease properties that are, are sell leasebacks that are very uh, companies that are doing very well. I know we just sold a large uh, industrial building, very good credit. I don't think it was considered a credit tenant. It was a non-credit tenant, but it was actually extremely good credit and a very strong tenant. And there's also the local single tenant properties where you may get a higher cap rate and a cheaper pricing for the real estate. So you have some some room there for the property to escalate in value over the lease term. Well, we're getting more single tenant market intel for you in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404 404- 832-8262. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We have some great shows coming up for you, including a show on the rebirth, if you will, of the housing market. Our guests include Jed Smith with the National Association of Realtors, Brad Hunter with Metro Study, and Steve Palm with Smart Numbers. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're talking about the single-tenant net lease investment market with Sherry Strom with Bull Realty and Karen Hutton with the Hutton Company. Let's discuss corporate lease guarantees and how corporate lease guaranteed properties uh, values differ from from properties that have a guarantee that's from the franchisee, uh, Sherry. Uh, the corporate guarantees uh, for the dollar stores, uh, the CVSs, the, the drug stores, um, those typically have longer leases, have lower cap rates uh, because it's less risk. Um, and you've got more in the restaurants, the, the QSR, the quick service restaurant arena, where you've got franchise versus corporate locations. And the, the cap rates and the prices of those vary a lot depending on where the property is located, depending on the franchisee, how strong they are, how many locations they have, um, how long they've been in business. Um, but you typically see, like especially on the QSRs, uh, franchise versus corporate locations, probably anywhere between a 50 to you know 150 basis points difference in cap rates just depending on all the the variables okay karen you seeing something similar absolutely um the first thing that buyers ask for when they're getting their lease you have a corporate guarantee so we don't we want to always get that when we're dealing with a national tenant okay you know and net lease property values are obviously higher the longer the lease. What are, are some of the larger shifts in value changes, Karen? I mean, if you've got a, a, a seven, five to 10 year lease or a 10 to 15 year lease, what do you see there on value based on a remaining lease term? Yeah, the, the investors are, are so different today, even with the REITs changing their strategies where they're chasing lower, lower um, cap rates versus higher cap rates or lower uh, lease terms versus higher lease terms. So there's double net and then there's triple net but really in the same categories, if I have a 10-year lease for a credit rate to tenant um, and I have a 15-year lease, then the, the, the difference in the cap rate could be a percentage point. It wow. could be a point and a half. It just depends on, again, the tenant and the location. But the, the lease term really makes a lot of difference. And Sherry, what do you see there? Uh, I see um, typically the 10 years is kind of what I call the cutoff. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got two different groups of, of investors, whether, you know, the long ter- people want long term, you know, lower cap rates, stability. Um, they like things longer than 10 years. Or you've got some of the 
sometimes these are more local investors, but we'll, we'll, we'll look at a deal with, you know, five years left on the lease, six years left on the lease. Um, it's two different buyer pools. Uh, okay. And again, there's typically about, like Karen said, about a, you know, could be a percentage point difference in cap rate between the two. Okay. And over the life of an investment, that can be a pretty big number. So uh, I guess some of the, the buyers that are buying these shorter term uh, lease terms on these triple net leases uh, are, are looking for that extra return. And, and there's some risk with that. But what are some tips, Sherry, for investors who may want to look at the higher returns cap rates on these shorter leases? Um, again, a lot of the shorter term ones are going to more local people that know that market. Uh, the thing that we tell them to, to look out for is, you know, how is that store doing? What are the store sales? Um, try to get that as much as you can. Um, how long have they been there? Um, you know, just what is the what is the rent per square foot? Um, so if they if they did leave, could you re-rent it, you know, fairly easily? Um, again, it's really just know the tenant um, and ask a lot of questions and really get educated on the property. Okay. And, and Karen, I guess you, you'd like to know what the criteria is for that company to open a new store or to keep a store open, right? So if their percentage of, of, of sales is uh, adequate, then you think, well, maybe they will renew, right? Yeah, there's quite a few things to look at. Mm-hmm. One is, what is the expansion of that type tenant as far as the number of stores they relocate when the store does do so well? Or they, is, is, it a, is it a location they can outposition, expand the store, and do even better by getting their square foot of sales down a little bit and get more square footage? So just because they're doing a lot of volume doesn't always mean that's the best buy. You've got to really look at, is that hitting the, the tipping point where that tenant may want to relocate? And so we've had that happen. So there's a lot of things to look at. Also, the condition of the of the location and the and what kind of uh, shortcomings might be in the lease itself, and as far as repairs and roof and warranties. So, you know, there's still good opportunities, but you just got to know what you're getting into by looking through and really looking at the tenant as well as the lease itself. Okay, so it is a good way to increase your returns, though, isn't it? To Absolutely. to look at those properties. Absolutely. Even the REITs are doing that today. So people, uh, some of the real estate investment trusts that would not look at the double net before, who did not look at short term, they're looking at the short term leases. I mean, they're looking at five years and they're examining them and they're trying to get that cap rate up. They want to be in the eights, eight and a half to nine. So there's a lot of buyers and that's that's solely what they go after. Yeah. And there's some other things that are going to affect value, um, you know, like whether it's double net or triple net and what the lease escalations are. We're going to get more into more in considerations on the single tenant net lease market or mailbox money, if you will. I'm Michael Bull. You're listening to the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you're listening to the show online or on one of our radio stations around the country, uh, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. You can access some great commercial real estate videos. There are three sections there. The first section is called Market Updates. The second is Industry Intel. And the third is Available Properties. Just visit YouTube and search for Commercial Real Estate Show, right? Well, today our show is called 
mailbox money. We're talking about single tenant and net lease investment properties with Sherry Strom and Karen Hutton. And uh, Karen, we talked about the triple net properties, and that's what everybody seems to really like. The you know that makes it more of a mailbox money, right? The the tenants taking care of all operating expenses and, and roof and just everything there, and, and hopefully you just get a check for for a long time. But what are, what are some value changes and some investor interest when you go to double net versus uh, triple net? Triple net is actually a new territory for me. We've always been in the double net, and it's never—I've never really shied away from that, and really enjoyed it for the past 15 years. But just due to some recent changes with clients I've been working with who went to a 15-year true triple net, I've never even collected my first coupon or my mail check yet. <laughs> but I've always heard about it, and you know, when you're talking to certain investors, and really all they do want to want to do is go down and pick up a check and not worry about anything. They don't want to worry about the taxes. They don't want to worry about the cam. They don't want to worry about the parking lot. Nothing. I mean, all you do is pick up that check, and and you pay for that. You get a lower return. And when we talk about cap rates, that's an interest rate return on your money. So. You know, you may be driving down that cap rate, but you know, below a six, five and a half to five percent, depending on the the term of that triple net lease, determining on that tenant, and also the location. Okay, so it can make a pretty big difference in the uh, return. It's huge, Terry. You probably have a lot of um, experience with this, as far as what you're you're seeing your buyers and what they're looking for. Whereas, you know, I'm a buyer with a couple of products. You see a lot more than I do. Yeah, a lot of our buyers are older retired people that are looking to make you know a higher return than they get at their bank and those people mostly retirees they do not want to have to go deal with a roof leak or you know something like that so the the true triple net is very important to them because they don't have any landlord responsibilities and that's interesting because i assume the the maintenance and repair of that roof or parking lot is baked into the cap rate as an expense anyway in the noi the annual net operating income anyway right yes so it's 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 baked in the cap rate but just that ease of ownership and i think that's one of the big things that that people really like about the single tenant net lease market well let's talk about uh, escalations Uh, i think some of these these leases on single tenant net lease properties are 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 stable there's no rent increases over the entire term which is interesting and then some of them have increases every five years and things sherry give us a little intel on that um there's a certain category of investors out there that will only look at leases with rent increases because they like that hedge against inflation uh, the thing that you have to look out for is that where we see a lot of that is in the quick service restaurants is that uh, you've got a rent to sales ratio, you know, how the store is doing um, in, to the rent. And if that ratio is above 10 percent, typically that that's that's going to cause a hardship on the franchisee uh, or the owner of that property. So it, when you look at those increases, you, if you're starting out at a high rent to sales ratio, you know, if, if you've got an annual increases of one percent or one and a half percent, you know, in five or six years, that could be a real hardship on that tenant. So you really need to look at those numbers carefully um, and start out at a low rent to sales ratio so that you have room for those escalations. Okay. And let's talk about cap rates. Uh, Karen, what, what do you see for cap rates right now on some sample tenants and lease terms around the country? You know, it's really interesting uh, because we're also a, a buyer as well, even though we're selling a lot of our inventory right now that's coming come due or coming available because someone out there wants it more than I thought I wanted. And we're just, <laughs> you know, deciding to say, hey, we, we probably should sell this. You know, it looks, but we really were planning on keeping it. So, 
um, the big difference is really the knowledge of the seller and and um, also their ability to hang on to it for a length of time before they ha- they need to sell it. So those are things that can drive the, the cap rate in different directions. Um, I think finding the right broker, you know, like you know, using Sherry versus you know using someone that may not have the experience, can find you that right buyer. And if you have a little bit of time, I think timing is everything. Um, there's so many things that can drive. I can have the same product, and I've seen something very similar to a family dollar sale, and someone sold it for a point and a half more than I did. Mm-hmm. And I will call them up. I said, why Why didn't you call me? I would have bought it. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's knowledge, and sometimes it's, it's, it's a personal um, limitation that they have to sell that product, and it may have nothing to do with the real estate. So I would say always open the box up, look at it, see what's there, ask, ask questions, and you know, see, see really what the cap rate is about. Yeah, that, those are good tips. And sometimes it is affected by supply and demand. And as a seller, how well is that property marketed? But um, Sherry, can you give us some example cap rates that you're seeing on, on some of these products right now? Yeah, and um, some of the auto parts stores, uh, you know, again, we've seen those those go down uh, probably in the last 12 months, you know, 25 to 50 basis points. Depending on the lease terms, the location, um, you know, the demographics, they're anywhere probably between 6 and 7% cap rates. Um, dollar stores, again, it's going to depend on the lease term, whether it's, you know, a, a double net lease or a triple net lease and, and the location. Um, those have come down on the true triple net dollar generals have come down substantially. Um, we're seeing those in the the six and a half to seven percent range again on the two triple net dollar general 15-year leases Um, and drug stores um, again just that they have longer term leases uh, and those are in the five to six percent range cap rate range and those dollar generals you're referring to sherry those are all flat leases for i think 10 years yeah we see different ones some of them are flat for the full 15 and then some of them have uh uh three percent or i'm sorry three three percent rent increases in year 11 okay and then the family dollars that we're we're working with you know those have escalations uh, can have escalations throughout and i think when people look at dollar store just make sure you're really diving into the details and make sure you get apples to apples when you're just seeing a cap rate there's you know there's usually some reason if it's very similar markets uh, in the same ter- lease term that there's something within the lease that may be driving that cap rate a different way yeah that's a very good point yes. uh, when we mentioned cap rates look at all the details this is the commercial real estate show we'll be right back does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry the commercial real estate show is an excellent way to reach your target audience for advertising options, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Hey, if you appreciate the Commercial Real Estate Show, can you let us know? Shoot us an email or like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, or shoot the show out on Twitter, if you will. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our contact information and social media links at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're talking about the single-tenant net lease market with Karen Hutton and Sherry Strong with Bull Realty. And I'd like to ask you about rising interest rates. We all expect to see interest rates rising some. Sherry, how will that affect the values in the single-tenant market? Uh, What I have seen is, since rates have crept crept up a little bit this past year, is that it does have an impact on cap rates. Uh, So if if those uh, interest rates are going to go up, the cap rates will will follow, I believe. Karen, what do you see? um, You know, we've 
the luxury of our low cap, uh, interest rates has just been so interesting to me. I was sitting in a meeting the other day, and someone said, gosh, the rates are high. They're 4.5%. And I just kind of <laughs> chuckled. I went, my dad would kill me if you heard me say that or, or listen to that. And I had to speak up. I said, that's still so low. You know, so I think we've all enjoyed these low cap rates and selling our, our dollar stores, auto parts, small centers, where we're getting historical low cap rates. And I think the interest rates are going to keep uh, creep up, as, as we know, next year. But I don't see the cap rates really falling just rapidly behind them because of the, sh- the, the lack of uh, product there on the market. Yeah, I think that's a, a good point, and I think there could be less uh, product coming on the market in the years to come. If you'd like to get more information on interest rates um, and how that may affect real estate, look for the show that we did on the Fed's view on commercial real estate, which is on YouTube and the uh, show uh, channel as well, or show website. Well, let's talk about the, the debt. What kind of debt can you get on a single-tenant net lease property uh, right now, Sherry? Um, it really depends on the tenant, whether what their credit rating is uh, and your loan-to-value. But, for instance, if you have an investment-grade tenant, uh, a dollar store, something like that, uh, you can typically get up to 70 75% loan-to-value. And the rates are going to vary depending on you know, a lot of things, but you can get a five, five-year money at under 4%. Uh, seven-year money is just over 4% or under under 5%. So rates are really good right now. And is that uh, locked in or is that going to adjust? Typically, they're locked in for, for instance, five years or seven years. Okay. Um, and Karen, what do you see for debt? Exactly what Sherry's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amortization on that would probably be the term of the lease, maybe five years outside of that. So you have your balloon. You know, it's going to be based on that, that fixed rate term. And then there's the non-recourse money. It's also available um, through life insurance companies and other avenues of, 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 of lending. And the rates are very similar, which in the tradition in the past, there would be some separation there between banks and um, non-recourse. But I'm really seeing those really neck and neck as far as the, the interest rates and exactly what Sherry was saying. Okay. So you can get a dollar store at a cap rate of, what, around 7 Say 7 7 And you can get a loan at about 4%? Yes. And you can get up to 70% loan to value? Yes. So you have some incredible positive leverage there on the debt portion, right? Yes. It'll increase your cash-on-cash return substantially. Yeah. I think in some cases you can get close to double-digit cash-on-cash returns depending on, on the spread between that interest rate on your loan and the cap rate on the property if you, you pay off cash. So that's something interesting uh, to look at, especially with a safe property that you know, most people expect single tenant to be real safe. Close to the end of this, uh, Sherry, you got a closing tip for us, for our listeners. Um, I would say for anyone that's interested in getting into the single tenant net lease market, um, it's just to ask a lot of questions. Uh, know your market, know your tenant, um, you know, learn about it. Um, you know, it's, 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 a good, it's a good investment for you. Karen, quick tip. I always say devil's, uh, devil's in the details, so always look in the details and analyze it apples to apples. Make sure you don't have an orange in there and make a, you know, make a decision that you didn't know you were making, so just, just, just read. Karen, Sherry, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. For more information from anyone on the show today, you can find the contact information at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, in past recessions, housing has been a catalyst to lead the country to improve job growth and recovery. Next week, we'll explore the rebirth of the housing market, and you're invited to join us. Well, thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show.
The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by your friends at Bull Realty, France Media, Atlanta Office Liquidators, and Wiseman, Noack, Curry, and Wilco. For more information about these companies or to access additional show podcasts, videos, or blogs, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.